I was chatting with a buddy of mine yesterday on the phone. We chatted for quite a while, and he's got two little kids, and they're like... I should know the ages, but I don't even know my kids' That's ages. messed up. Mm-hmm. Three? I mean, what do they look like? I'm Five? saying like two and like eight months or something. Ooh, I, you know, like, yeah. that, that's wrong, but very Some. young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. two, like under two, both yeah. kids. And we chatted about this article from The Atlantic I have in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it deals with, I think, a, a real dilemma in life that annoys young people. But as you get older as a parent, you really start to understand mm, yeah. the concept. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life? The gray issues of faith. To truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel. Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. So let me paint the picture as this article in The Atlantic does it. Most trips to the grocery store are not particularly memorable, but there's one I'll never forget. It was the spring of 2019, and my then four-month-old was in a car seat nestled into the shopping cart, while her sister squirmed in the built-in seat. I was going about my usual business as a newly minted stay-at-home mom of two under two, desperately cramming my to-do list into the brief and unpredictable windows between nursing sessions, diaper changes, and temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. When an older woman cut into my bleary-eyed view and said something. She said, enjoy it, she told me. Well, I nodded and smiled and turned away to reach for something on the shelf. And the, the older woman doubled down. She said, I'm serious. Enjoy it. It goes so fast. She said, this is something parents of young children hear ad nauseum and in a variety of ways. Things like don't blink or cherish every second. It'll be gone in a flash. (laughs) (laughs) It's simple enough advice, so simple that it hardly seems worth saying at all, yet people feel compelled to give it, perhaps because it's very difficult advice to follow. Yeah. I can guarantee you, like, and we were joking, but this, this buddy of mine and I, like, he's like, he said, whenever someone says that to me, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, man. <laughs> because he was, we were talking on the phone and he was chatting just about the struggle of being a dad of two little kids. Those kids are driving him nuts. Yeah. Like Old people want, want you to like, oh, it's so cute. You know, it, it's not cute when your kid screams all day long. You don't get a moment of peace. Right. There's excrement everywhere. You're not sleeping. Like when someone tells you to cherish being miserable, it doesn't compute. It doesn't. And then it can also kind of give you feelings of guilt. Because when you take that with you, like I remember for in the years that I stayed home and had kids, like a bunch of kids, little kids. When I would remember that, we already know or we already kind of have that feeling that I know it's going to go fast and you get that message all the time, cherish it. But then when you don't and you try to escape it or you're enjoying your break or, you know, like you you have that guilt kind of over you of, should I just like sit with them longer? Should I like be around them longer? Like the, just the guilt that it can produce in you is in addition to the exhaustion already. But then it's hard to push away the truth. So you're always kind of 
trying to navigate how do I enjoy it, but how do I acknowledge the difficulty and the exhaustion at the same time? I went through that and it's difficult, but then now I'm on this side and I actually find myself sometimes telling people that because you realize how real it is. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and, and this is where I want to caution you. If you're one of the older people, like, sorry, but Ron, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm getting there too. I've started to tell people, yeah. I can't believe I'm, and I'll, I'll say, I can't believe I'm saying this because mm-hmm. it drove me so crazy. But it really does go so fast. Yeah. So like, I'm. Don't worry. We're going to get to this. Yeah. We're only looking at one side yet. But there's part of me that said this doesn't make sense. Either you are this person telling me, as I have two toddlers, and Sarah and I had three kids. Yeah. Under two. Okay. Mm. And and telling us to and cherish no the moment. It's crazy. Right. Cherish the moment, and I just wanted to smack them. Yeah. It and, almost and go, feels dismissive. Yes. Because it, a lot of times it comes like in moments like that at the grocery store where you're like overwhelmed and maybe they look at it kind of like with nostalgia of like, oh, I remember those days. But at the moment when you're overwhelmed, it's like, do you even see how exhausting this is? Where you almost want to hear, I know, I see you, you're exhausted. You'd rather hear that than cherish the moment. Well, and yet what I would say is that what people are uh, as as my response would be would be mm-hmm. something like either you forgot how horrible it is, yeah, or you're a liar, mm-hmm. and you know it's horrible, and you're just being mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, with that in mind, let's keep rolling here. Because bear with me, yeah. because I think there's an important lesson here that I think this this writer's finally un- uncovered and made sense. Mm-hmm. She says, I'll stop to make the usual caveats. I love my daughters. I wouldn't trade them for the world. But there's no question that the first few years of their lives have been the hardest of mine. Some stretches, particularly at the height of the pandemic, were nothing short of grueling. Things have gotten more manageable since, but I've never turned down an opportunity to get away from my kids for a couple of hours. I rejoiced when my three-year-old started preschool this fall. I wouldn't say I'm cherishing every second. It's a small comfort that I'm not alone in struggling to relish this phase of parenthood. Research on parenting and happiness is mixed, but much of it suggests that child-rearing isn't particularly enjoyable. In the United States and in much of the developed world, becoming a parent takes a toll on well-being, which doesn't recover until, according to research, the kids leave the house. I was going to say, because I, (laughs) yes, amen. It like gets worse. You almost don't want to tell those parents, like, just wait till they're teens. So, (laughs) so she, and and again, I've already got somebody right and frustrated. Just bear with me here because I'm the one saying this now. Mm -hmm. So this has to make sense somehow. She goes on to say, nevertheless, if my elders are any indication, many people come to recall the chaotic early years of parenting very fondly. There's even some data to back this up. In a study published last year, researchers asked people over the age of 50 in several European countries to retrospectively assess when they were the happiest. And respondents consistently pointed to their early 30s. The most exhausting years <laughs> and and when you look at that, yes, that's when many of them had small children. Yeah. So it's hard to know what to make of the knowledge that is time. You know, I'll pine for these days I often find myself laboring through. Like she's saying, I'm a young mother. How could I possibly pine someday? Which well-adjusted normal people do. Mm-hmm. How could I pine for the miserable? Yeah. Like it's telling someone that has just been in a car wreck, oh, you'll cherish this day. Yeah. <laughs> Because you feel like you're in a car wreck sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the guy I was talking about just had twins. You'd see it in his eyes; he's not sleeping. Yeah, man. 
I actually went up to him and I said, I'm trying to be cautious so that nobody knows who he is. I don't want to mm-hmm. put him on blast here, but I went up to him and I said, I just want you to know that it's okay to be miserable right now. That's right. That's what you like, want to hear. I, people thought I was nuts. I did not like this phase of parenting. Yeah. Little kids, I couldn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was miserable. It's okay for you to be miserable. And I, I could see the just relief go on his face. You know, I like that you said that because I've, you need the permission because you have the feelings. And I've even told my sister, who's a new mom, there will be times you won't even like motherhood or may not even like want to be around your kid because you feel those conflicting feelings because of the exhaustion. And then you feel the guilt. So to not have someone like you do with your friend, help him feel seen. But then on top of that saying, you know, it's going to go fast. Enjoy it. So, yeah, we need more of that. But you said you figured out why we say that at the ages we're at and then Ron. Well, because the author comes to the conclusion that both are correct. Yes, being a young parent is miserable. Mm-hmm. Much of it is. Sure, there's moments. Like I can think of some really bright, shiny moments with my kids and yeah. laughter and stuff. But I also barely remember the first year of my third child's life because we had three babies. Yeah. Okay, so, but it's also true. And I can say with... Full honesty that as my daughter is now a senior in the middle of her senior year of high school, it goes so fast. And I long for the days when she crawled up in my lap. Mm-hmm. So how can those two things coexist? I think there's a deep spiritual truth to this. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the author's explanation and our explanation coming up in just a minute. Hey, Mom, why doesn't Grandpa Tom ever come for Thanksgiving? Well... We haven't talked to your grandfather in a long time. Why not? It's hard to explain, son. And I'm honestly not even totally sure what happened. That conversation happens in some form in virtually every Christian family. It happened in mine. Listen now to my podcast series, The Grandfather Effect, as I try to piece together what happened. Download it now wherever you get your podcasts or go to moodyradio.org slash grandfather. Ron, help us out, because I find myself becoming the older person, as I now am telling young parents, Mm -hmm. it goes too fast. So how can both of these things be true? When you're in it, you're surrounded by so much activity. The diaper changes and the have to change the outfit from spit up and, you know, constant doing laundry from all those things. So you've got the negative is as present as the positive. The warm feeling of having that baby set up on your chest and you just rocking them while they sleep, stuff like that. Then as you get removed from it, you still have negatives, you know, as the kids get older, but you don't have some of that unconditional love of, you know, rocking a baby, (laughs) for example. And so you start to to miss that and you do get things from your kids from time to time where they'll make you a picture and it says like i love you daddy or whatever little heartwarming things along the way but not very often do they sit beside you and cuddle up with you or anything they are becoming more independent which is the way of life so you get detached from that and you long for that unconditional baby love, so to speak. Yeah. I'm not surprised you nailed it. That's one of the almost word for word things this author indicated Mm. was that as children age, you don't get that anymore. 
Yeah. And she, she, she wrote this. She said, most of these I consulted had not forgotten the crushing difficulty of that era of parenting, yet they found themselves longing for it anyway. And one of the reasons is just what you said, because you lose that, that closeness mm-hmm. and, and that, uh, as she put it, the, the reliance the children have on you for their well-being. Mm-hmm. You, you, be, you become less and less important in their life. Yeah, yeah. No, you're still important in their life, but less and less so to a degree. When they're little, you're their whole world. Yeah. She went on to say, also, as children age, their problems become more complex. Instead of, I have a boo-boo, I need a kiss. You're looking at, I'm not sure what I should do with my life. Or, my crush doesn't love me back. Mm-hmm. Or, you, your kid goes through, and your kid will, by the way, goes through a trauma for which you have no control over. It's crushing as a parent to watch that. And there's part of you that says, yeah, I remember the sleepless nights and the dirty diapers. And as hard as that was, it was so much better than this. Yeah. Is that fair to say? So much better than this? Am I going too far, Janelle? Because you're in the middle of that moment. You just get, I think, a, a deeper appreciation for those moments where when you're going through it, that's all you have. So it's easier to kind of focus on the negative or how exhausting it is. I think as you continue to parent and you lose some of that intimacy, you lose the feeling of you're their world, you experience other dilemmas that are like a way more complex. You gain a perspective that then you kind of look back and it just looks different. And so it makes me think it's okay to say it because I'm going to say it and my kids are going to hear me say it. But (laughs) you got to know, you got to live it to see it the way I'm seeing it. Like you have to kind of go through it to look back and say, wow, it did go fast or wow, it was beautiful. And you gain that as things change and you go through different seasons. Here's how how the author put it. I think this is just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. She said... Only with distance from the minute-to-minute anxieties of caring for a small child does its sweeping beauty come into full view. Mm -hmm. But this isn't so much a shortcoming of youth as it is a gift of age. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, yeah. It's not that young people are doing something wrong as they raise small children. Mm -mm. It's the beautiful gift of age and perspective. And I think that's like the wrong defensiveness that the young parent takes, what what you hear is kind of like, I must be doing something wrong. No, you're not doing anything wrong. Everybody goes through that phase and Mm -hmm. you're miserable and that's part of the deal. But the gift the Lord gives you as you age is just Mm -hmm. a different view of it. Which brings up the need, and as we're getting older, uh, to be around people who are younger. And then if you're younger, to seek time with people who are older because we gain from each other in terms of reminders we give or perspectives they can share. Like I'm thinking of friends, or in this case, my sister who just had a baby, to not take for granted my presence in her life. Like there's a perspective she just won't have. And just how the Lord develops that in community, like encouraging us to speak into each other because you get a gift as you age and you can share that a little bit to kind of help younger people as they walk through it. Well, and I, I think there's actually a deeper spiritual truth here this points to yeah. that is is profound and, and helpful. Okay. Because we live in an era where this is difficult for most people to comprehend. But it's this concept of, of a struggling to accept intellectually that two opposing truths can coexist. Yeah. We struggle with that one. <laughs> like, and, and, and we see it all, all the time in scripture. Yeah. So here's what I mean. 
We have free will, and yet God has chosen us. We are predestined, and yet we choose. Mm -hmm. How does those two true things fit together? I don't know. It's Brian from the Brian and Janelle podcast. Want to hit pause real quick to ask for your help on something. Thank you so much for listening when there's so many other options out there. In fact, as you know, it can be oftentimes really hard this day and age to find quality Christian content in the podcast universe. That's why we'd be grateful if you'd consider spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. I mean, you know how it is. You find your favorite podcast, you listen to it, you're used to it, and you assume everyone knows about it. When the reality is most of the great podcasts I found out about over the years have come from direct recommendations from either podcast hosts or from other just friends of mine who tell me to listen to something. So maybe today you'd consider telling a friend about the Brian and Janelle podcast. We'd be super grateful. Let's get back to the show. God tells us to, in, in Micah 6, 8, to do justice and love mercy. If you really spend a minute sitting on that, those seem to be opposing Contra- truths. Yeah. And yet they are not. And so in this case, what we have is a real world example of the idea that, it, yes, it is possible for two things to be true at once that seem to be opposing. And it is this. It's that you are miserable as a parent of toddlers. And you will long for those days. <laughs> yeah. There's very few things in life for which you're, you're miserable and, and you long for. Yeah. I can, I'm not even sure I could think of another example of this. What's something else you experience in life in which you're miserable doing for extended periods of time? And someday you go, oh, I long for those days yeah. when I was so miserable. Yeah. No, we, we often don't do that. What we do is we get to the point where we go, wow, Lord, I'm so grateful you brought me through that. Yeah. But literally you can be miserable and long for it someday. Yeah. Maybe athletes, where you're going through the grind of daily practices and always working hard and and all that, but yet when you retire, you know, if you're a pro or when you get out of high school or college, whatever level you peak at, you do look back and you'd be like, oh, I miss the camaraderie. I miss the excitement, the competition. But you don't look back and say, oh, I miss running miles of laps around the track or any of that stuff. Yeah. So if we're all sinners who fall short of the glory of God, I think both young parents and the more aged parents among us, Mm -hmm. we can all adjust this situation that drives everybody nuts. That's Mm -hmm. young. So what are the learning things that the young parent can do? Let's start with that. How can they adjust when they hear this? Because you're not going to stop hearing someone say to you, Mm -hmm. cherish these days. They go so quickly. Maybe ask the person, what is it about them that you miss the most? And then, because I'm sure they're not going to say, oh, I miss those dirty diapers. Yeah. They were so pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I like that. I like that because like it can that. also help you refocus and gain perspective. But asking the older person, help me find what are the beautiful moments that you kind of look back and miss so that I can look for those in the darkest and more exhausting days? Help me find that. I think also uh, we could assume the best in that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the scripture says we ought to give benefit of the doubt, which is believe all things. And if you're hearing this from lots of people, clearly there's some truth here. And so believe them. They're not trying to say you shouldn't be miserable. Take them for what they're saying. 
that these days will go quickly. Mm-hmm. And you'll long for them. You might not feel it now. Right. Take them for what they're actually saying, not yeah. what it feels like they're saying. They're not saying, you should enjoy this moment when your toddler's screaming on the floor of the grocery store. Yeah. It's not what they mean. <laughs> Clearly. No, not that. Now, let's shift a little. This is the harder one. What can the more aged among us who want to feel and need to give this advice? I'm starting to feel that. I've given it. What can we do differently so we don't seem abusive to young families? I think starting off, thinking back at the days, like one day sticking out in particular, when I had, I I would have to go grocery shopping with all my kids because Len worked night times and I had a, a carrier. And so I had to have two shopping carts, one for the carrier. <laughs> like it was, and then like a bunch of kids pushing stuff. It was right. so bad. In fact, that day somebody came up to me and asked, is my daycare taking any kids? Like I looked all messed up. <laughs> but starting, <laughs> starting off with, I see you. I remember how exhausting. Like identifying with the struggle first. And then maybe still saying it because we need to hear it in that season. But I think it'll be better received because you want people to receive it and hear you. But if you let people know first, I see your struggle, they'll receive your wisdom quicker. Yeah. What do you think of that, Ron? I like that. And I was going to say, ideally, if you've got extra time and you're at the, at the store, offer to help. I see you're struggling. Can I help you? I'll help push your cart. Especially if you're a little older to the point you're retired and you're looking for things to do with your day. Help a mom out. Yeah. I like that one because another comment I heard a lot was, you got your hands full. And in my head, I'm like, well, then can you help? (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) I heard that all the time. I know you did. Oh, sure. Sure. But it's also, (laughs) I mean, uh, we we have a tendency when we're at a distance to kind of scowl or whatever when kids are misbehaving. What if you gave a smile to a mom or dad and even went up and looked him in the eye and said, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, someday... You'll, you'll wish these days were back. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but I can tell you from experience, but it's hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I think there's a way to soften the message on both ends. But yes, both truths can coexist. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle Podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.